Welcome to the FinTalks, a chat with Finance Malta. Today, we have with us Aldo Giordano, Head Resolution MFSA, to be talking about the Recovery and Resolution Directive and its impact on Malta. Welcome, Aldo. Can you please give us a short introduction of who you are and what you do at the MFSA? Okay, uh, good morning. Um, my name is Aldo Giordano. I am Head of Resolution. I have been heading this unit for the past six years now. Prior to that, I spent 14 years as banking supervisor within the banking supervision unit at the MFSA. Prior to that, another 14 years within the banking supervision area at the Central Bank of Malta, because the Central Bank of Malta used to be the uh, regulator of banks and prior to it um, going to the to the MFSA um, forming the um, one supervisor authority and I started my career way back um, in 1979 um, at the central bank so always in the financial services um, arena <clears throat> this was a challenge um, the setting up of the directive um, because there was nothing of the sort um, you know so it was a big challenge which I think today is bearing fruit. Okay, very good. And can you talk about the, the origins of the Recovery and Resolution Directive? Where did it come from? What, what, what kick-started, what triggered the need for this move? Okay, okay. No, so, so basically, what triggered the need for this um, directive was the crisis in 2008-2009, um, whereby, whereby um, banks were facing huge problems. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the way they were financing each other. Um, what happened was there was a um, culture by governments which was bailing out banks at all costs, irrespective of the um, underlying issues um, which caused the problems in, in, in the banks. That had a ripple effect um, on, the, on the government finances um, uh, in, in, in the end, at the end of the day. Um, and keep in mind that um, government finances are basically taxpayers' monies. Mm-hmm. So when governments were facing um, problems themselves, the, 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 the situation would be that they may have needed to um, ask for more taxes. So I think that was like a reality check on, mm-hmm. on, on the culture at the time. Um, even in Malta, when we had simulation exercises, sort of the the thinking was always like that. We saved the banks at all costs. Okay. You know, was there need at the time though in Malta? How how was how were the Maltese banks impacted? The Maltese banks had a traditional um, balance sheet, so they they survived the the hits. You mm-hmm. know, they were provided for um, um, traditional traditional model. So, so the, the, the crisis did not um, affect them um, severely. Okay. Obviously, obviously it, 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 it affected them because then their counterparts um, right. were using business, etc., etc. But intrinsically, the banks themselves were, were quite robust, actually, mm-hmm. to withstand the hit. You okay. know? They were well-funded by depositors' funds, um, traditional models. So, so that, that um, helped them, how do you say, mm-hmm. survive the, the rough rough bits you right know? but because because there was this fear of depleting government funds mm-hmm. then the powers that be said listen this kind of culture cannot continue because right. if you are going to now cripple a government mm-hmm. <laughs> that is very serious very serious problems so so that kicked off 
the, the sort of like creation of the banking union, mm-hmm. okay, made up of three pillars, the supervisory mechanism, resolution mechanism, and deposit guarantee. At this point in time, um, two pillars are up and running, the, okay. the single supervisory mechanism and the resolution mechanism. Those mm-hmm. are up and running. The third part, the third pillar, is still um, in the in the making. There is mm-hmm. a lot of fine detail. There is a lot of politics, you know. So there has to be a fine balance how to move forward and achieve this balance, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. And what what are the expectations on banks? How do they have to adapt and and change either the way they do things or or their culture, as you're saying? Is there a need internationally, first of all, and in Malta to to make any changes? Yes. No. Well, basically, it is not a Malta thing. It is an international um, mm-hmm. issue. Um, it started off by the Financial Stability Board issuing its own its own um, uh, resolution framework, right. um, and and then the European Union emulated that obviously with a European perspective mm-hmm. um, to create a framework. Um, it took two, two, three years in the in the doing. I was involved right from the beginning, um, so so I know the, the the or I experienced actually the negotiations, the politics, you know, the technical mm-hmm. details which which went into it. Um, but again, the the thinking was obviously to make a more robust um, framework within which the um, the institutions operate, right. you know, so it wasn't just something um, frivolous, mm-hmm. but it was something with a scope, um, especially, especially with one underlying fundamental is to safeguard taxpayers' money. Because as right. I said, governments were forking out funds mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, I will not delve into that, yeah. but obviously the consequence was that there was a depletion of, of government funds and, and, and taxpayers' mm-hmm. money. So. That became a very, very um, um, big priority mm-hmm. um, for the authorities that they wanted to avoid at all costs. So as that um, issue as a motivator, then between it copying and emulating international standards, um, this framework of recovery and resolution was created. Okay. And from a practical point of view, how will this resolution, this directive protect the taxpayers' money. How will we avoid, you know, potential? Will it avoid potential collapse of the banks, or will it avoid the way of recovery being, you know, not pejorative? Um, well, it it it's creating a framework. Okay. So. Prior to the prior, sorry, so or during the um, uh, during the crisis, mm-hmm. a lot of unilateral decisions were being taken by the governments. You know, yes. so irrespective of whether you had a cross-border institution, you mm-hmm. know, but a government in one jurisdiction took one decision, the mm-hmm. government in another jurisdiction took another decision. Right. So, so the bank, which was operating holistically, suddenly mm-hmm. found itself operating in a in a in a in a bit in a, yeah. in a piecemeal in a piecemeal situation so okay. that again caused the bank to face even more serious issues you know of because course. it could not operate the way it could and um, part of the framework is to is to so allow allow that to take place that mm-hmm. that decisions are taken in a coordinated level right 
Then you have like um, um, a European level, mm-hmm. whereby is the systemic institutions which are mm-hmm. which are taken care of by the single resolution board. Okay. Um, the same banks, the same systemic banks, are the ones which are also um, um, overseen by the single supervisory mechanism. Right. So there you have um, uh, parallels, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then at a, at a jurisdictional level, you have the other institutions again, both from a supervisory nature and from a resolution um, perspective. What what it has created is that um, just refer um, it created some tools mm-hmm. whereby resolution now could be taken in a more predictive manner. So it was okay. creating more certainty in the market rather okay. than how do you say, allowing each jurisdiction to operate yes, in its own. Yes, and it being less subjective. It's, it's being subjective, exactly, exactly. Um, part of the scope as well is to is to recreate the vital functions because, because don't forget that um, banks, especially banks, mm-hmm. have one important role in the economy. That's their intermediation, you know, so yeah. taking of deposits and lending. And mm-hmm. that was something which, which dried up during the crisis. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So to encourage that activity to 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 start taking place again, mm-hmm. um, obviously this framework was created as well to give an impetus. The directive, the way it's divided, is divided into main com- two main components. Mm-hmm. So basically, there is the first part, which is the supervisory responsibility. Okay. So the supervisor today has more intrusive tools. Mm-hmm. to 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 um, use um, mm-hmm. in respect of a situation in an institution okay. and the second part and and the more complex part is is resolution so if I look at the at the at the first part um, the supervisory parts where where you have the intrusion is that the supervisor can tell the bank to take certain decisions it can change its management it can okay. it can put in its own people its own competent persons mm-hmm. Um, it can tell it to divest from certain um, okay. areas and, and investments. Why? So that um, the capital, which may, may have been um, spread out across a number of, of, let's say, unrelated activities, mm-hmm. would be put back into the core business, which obviously okay. is banking. You know, okay. the business of a bank is banking, not investments here, there and everywhere, you know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, so. The the um, that first part is is quite intrusive, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that again came from the experience which we saw taking place during the crisis when there was um, 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 certain interventions taking place. So some yeah. countries had intervention clauses provisions in the law, mm-hmm. some others did not. So right. so there was this this unlevel playing field. Today you have a level playing field, and supervisors know what to do. And the right. banks know what to expect as well. Yes. In a way, you know. So that is the supervisory part. Resolution then is like, um, um, how do you say, like the um, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, not not a doctor, the the specialist. Mm-hmm. You know. So basically, if the if the interventions um, by the supervisor have not worked, right, and the bank continues to deteriorate in a particular manner. Um, then obviously there are the tools which the resolution perspective mm-hmm. can can um, adopt, right. you know, and as opposed play. to governments bailing the bank out. Exactly. With the scope, let's put it this way: the reality is that a government will never be able to 
shy away from that responsibility. So ultimately, right. the government may have to pick up mm-hmm. the tab at the at the bottom of the mm-hmm. of the. But it, today, it's a longer process. Yes. So so what is happening is there are all these interventionist measures. Mm-hmm. So that any potential government intervention would it's be really the put last down resort. exactly the very very last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not how do you say an an um, it is something which may which may may take still place. happen may yes still happen. but the idea is that you have checks and balances and potential safeguards to avoid that exactly. happening as much as possible exactly and and and. Um, we are seeing that today, after six years um, mm-hmm. operating in the market, we are seeing that banks are actually taking uh, a very keen interest. They are okay. setting up, and this is one of the expectations yes. actually, the governance um, part, mm-hmm. is that banks are setting up um, the internal infrastructure. Okay. Um, you know, and, and it is my pleasure to, to see that happening. Um, this past two weeks, we've had talks with two um, quite large institutions on the island, and the setups were fantastic. You know, so so I'm happy to see that now it's not us us pushing pushing the banks, but now they taking the lead in it, mm-hmm. um, involving involving even the board of directors. You know, okay. so so taking it right up um, to the highest echelons of the mm-hmm. of the management of the institution, which it should be because at the end of the day. Um, it is it is safeguarding the livelihood of the bank of and of the depositors at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you know. So so, I am very pleased to to um, have to say this um, life actually, okay. you know. And more broadly, what has been the experience of the operators of the banks and of the MFSA? It's been a tough one because the law is very complex, um, okay. you know. So so it takes a lot of understanding. Even when we discuss these issues with legal advisors. Um, you can feel that there is need for more information, need for more discussion. Um, you have you have articles in the directive which span four pages, just one article. You right. know, it's so complex. Obviously, you're dealing you're dealing with a bank, you're mm-hmm. dealing with a sophisticated um, institution. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal is to protect um, the, the the depositors and the and the and the yeah. taxpayer. You know, so so obviously all that in the background. How do you say? Um, um, is making the law what it is, mm-hmm. you know? So again, and, and and these expectations for banks are mainly are mainly for for banks, which um, uh, the preferred resolution strategy is resolution. Right. Um, so we need to save save part of the functionings mm-hmm. of that institution moving forward. Why? Because they are so large, um, that should they or should certain critical functions stop operating mm-hmm. then this intermediation function which we talked about in initially yeah. will will cease to survive and there could be serious consequences on the economy mm-hmm. so so these expectations for banks are for those large institutions however um, some of these expectations apply also to the to the less significant institutions you know the ones which um, will go into into insolvency right. um, so basically um, the law says that a bank, um, one one is allowed to to fail, so okay. there is this is I think in the second or third recital of the of the of the of the law itself, okay. you know, so very, very clear, <laughs> very clear, um, which is which is rightly so, you know, because you can have um, entrants in the market, they try their best, they do whatever they have to do, but then 
for whatever reason, they cannot survive the market or the market conditions change and it's useless staying there, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and creating havoc, especially when, when you have depositors' money um, at stake. So, so yes, they are allowed to fail. Obviously, they fail in a, in a, in a more, how do you say, more controlled fashion yes, because of this controlled law. controlled explosion. <laughs> in a way. But again, so we put them into insolvency mm -hmm. and in a controlled fashion. Yeah. So um, that is something we are working on uh, as well. But the more complex task takes place when, when a bank goes into, into resolution, you know, because mm -hmm. we have to save, first of all, we are asking the banks a lot of information to be able to know their model, their risks. Mm -hmm. um, and we would want to know what critical functions they have in order to say, um, in a worst case scenario, these critical functions will be, will be saved and will be um, allowed to function yeah. moving forward post-resolution. Mm -hmm. You know? And do you map this resolution for all the banks operating? All, all the banks, all the banks have both a recovery plan, mm -hmm. which is the responsibility of the supervisor, mm -hmm. and as well a resolution plan. So, so basically, the early intervention measures contemplated by the law, which are the supervisor's responsibility, as mm -hmm. I said, the first part of the law, it it reflects itself in this recovery um, right. plan. Um, obviously, the recovery plan must sync with the resolution plan yes. because it's useless the supervisor telling the bank to do something to divest of certain investments, depletes those investments, it goes into resolution and there are no funds for resolution, you know. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of handshaking between yeah. resolution and the supervisor, although, although, again, part of this structure is that we operate we, as resolution, operate independently of the supervisor okay. for a very, very specific reason. And this word is called forbearance because, okay. because it was found that not, not only in the, in the crisis, but like in, historically, you mm -hmm. know, a supervisor will give guidance to a, to a bank what right. to do and what not to do. But sometimes the shareholders may obey, may not obey, you know, mm -hmm. and the supervisor says, listen, should I give it more time? So it's not something bad in itself, mm -hmm. something bad in itself that the supervisor does because the scope of the supervisor is to save the bank as well and keep yes. it operating. So, so the scope is, is, is good. Mm -hmm. But when you don't have people who cooperate, that's when the problems start. Right. And if you have a situation where, where the model is becoming unsustainable, mm -hmm. it's, it's making losses at a very rapid pace. Right. Um, the value of the bank is depleting rapidly. So, so where do you where do you stop the buck? Do you stop mm -hmm. it at a point in time? Do you stop it later on, further down in time, when the value of the bank would have has gone has gone down radically yeah. down? You know, so, so that then if you do put it into insolvency, there would be then. nothing left. So, there is this again debate. Mm -hmm. Um, but which the which the um, BRRD um, gives the power actually to the resolution authority um, to declare a bank failing or likely to fail, which okay. which is something which usually was the supervisor's remit. Right. You know. Now in practice, <clears throat> this would be done in tandem. Mm -hmm. You know. So 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 uh, e e even when we had situations here on the ground, we never took that decision randomly of course. you know we took it in in conjunction with our colleagues i mean mm -hmm. at the end of the day we are everybody's within the mfsa one authority mm -hmm. so we work as one as one as one 
authority, you know, rather than bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, um, th- there is this 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 how do you say um, fundamental aspect mm-hmm. which which has been given to the um, resolution authority in terms of the BRD, whereby yes, um, um, the resolution can say, listen, um, we've 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 seen the bank deteriorating enough that if we should leave it, there'll be nothing left for, for the af- for the aftermath. So we can stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, so so pretty pretty dragonian measures. But again, the scope is to safeguard the bank, safeguard the the, the, the deposit and safeguard the taxpayers. That is yes. always the f- underlying fundamental aspect of mm-hmm. this of this And ideally banks don't get to that stage. Ideally banks don't get to that stage. <laughs> Um, you know, that's an ideal situation. Reality may sometimes be, yes, be somewhat different, you know. And what are what is your outlook for the future of this directive of banks operating in this new environment? Well, I think the outlook is positive, actually, because the banks are, are, are taking it on. As I said, um, some of the big ones have even established uh, internal teams specifically focusing on 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 on, on this directive. Um, and their number crunching is fantastic, you know. So, so now resolution is part of their liquidity funding, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you okay. know. So, so now this part of their day-to-day business mm-hmm. um, by first January 2024, banks should should be meeting their emerald um, uh, targets as well. Okay. So, so they have a target to work for. Mm-hmm. So they cannot remain complacent as, as they may have been perhaps five, four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's a target which they have to achieve. Yeah. But what we have seen is by continuous engagement with them, um, the banks are taking it on seriously, you know. So that is a relief for mm-hmm. the for the resolution um, and for the MFSA actually, you know, to see the banks adopting such a proactive approach. No, so it is positive. There is a long, long way to go because mm-hmm. again, from year to year, the single resolution board. Again, this is a moving target. Why? Right. Because it was it, it was started greenfield from nothing from scratch. Mm-hmm. So basically, every year we, we create a resolution plan, we start finding gaps. And we say, ah, okay. okay, fine. So we've got this gap. We catered for it in the next iteration. Mm-hmm. Next iteration comes along, we do the plan, and we say, ah, okay. Some, can, you some, s- can you see an end vision? Not yet. Not okay. yet. We've got at least, I, I would say, another two, three years whereby we will achieve this steady state. At, at, mm-hmm. at the moment, it is simply a moving target. Right. Um, you know, there are so many things to do because, okay, you say, for example, um, um, you want information from the banks. You want real-time information. Why? Because mm-hmm. if you resolve a bank, ideally, it should be done over a weekend. All right. Okay. Over a weekend is when the action is taken. I mean, yes, the preparations the plans, would have been would have been um, uh, how do you say be, been been coming along for for months and mm-hmm. and if not years, you know. But when the red button is pushed, then yeah. it has to be done swiftly. Okay, you say, okay, you want information. Then you say, okay, what, 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 what systems does the bank have? Mm-hmm. So we start going into drilling in to see what systems they have. Are they adequate enough to provide real-time information? Right. Yes, no. Who are the suppliers? Why? Because, okay, we say you safeguard deposits, you safeguard lending, mm-hmm. but those need a system. Of course. It's to the give technology, the numbers, it's you need the technology, technology behind it. That that's that's the the foundation, really, of it. Exactly. So so you start off with a function, you safeguard a critical function, mm-hmm. but then you need the supporting infrastructure 
to be able to provide that service, you yes. know. So now we're going down into what contracts they have with the suppliers, what contracts they have with, with regards to the instruments, you know, mm -hmm. with financial market infrastructures, you know, um, custodians, um, stock exchanges. Of course. So, so bit by bit, the resolution plan was focusing like this. Suddenly, it's just, yes. you know, it moving branches. out into, branching out into, into new areas, you know. Mm -hmm. So the way we're seeing it is that um, uh, at least the next two, three years, definitely... Um, there's still more ground to 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 discover, you mm -hmm. know. Hopefully, we'll start how do you say settling down and and having a much more complete picture. And the banks as well themselves would would have how do you say their their infrastructure in place um, mm -hmm. as well, you know. So yes. hopefully, and once once a bank has a resolution plan in place, should something happen, how often does that need to be reviewed or or monitored? that is done by law on a yearly basis okay so there's no escaping it okay um it's on a yearly basis a minimum mm -hmm. obviously if there are drastic drastic changes then Within it that, may yeah. kick off a, a, another review okay but so far um we have conducted a yearly a yearly exercise mm -hmm. um and again from this exercise as i'm saying um, you realize we realize that there, there are gaps are. you know yeah. so we we the next the next um um session would be to fill in those gaps, you know. So mm -hmm. it's 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 one learning experience. It's it's very interesting, very dynamic. Um, the expertise, unfortunately, is lacking. So right. so um, again, you you will not go out there and find and find accountants, economists, bankers who are versed in resolution. So so here okay. in Malta, it is it is the team within the MFSA who has that kind of expertise, mm -hmm. and and. Um, moving forward, a few people again within within the industry because now obviously people who have been exposed to this are getting to grips with with these issues, you mm -hmm. know. But the but the stock of of expertise is is quite limited, right? You know. But again, that makes it challenges for for people who want to join to join in this mm -hmm. in this area. Um, again, it's a growing area. Yes, and it's, it's a new a area. New, it's a new. You know, it's new ground, new, it's new grounds, new environment, and 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 um, it's here to stay, because um, in the initial talks when we were setting up the the resolution unit, internally mm -hmm. um, we were discussing, uh, okay, so how long will this how long will this unit um, uh, survive or be yeah. in existence? Will we do the first resolution plan and then it will stop there? Mm -hmm. no. no, reality has shown that <laughs> each year. Resolution plans change. They become mm -hmm. more sophisticated. Um, so resolution is yes. here to stay. Yes, and that review, I think, is key because, I mean, we saw with COVID when players had their their business continuity plans, but they, they had been shelved for many, many years. And unless they're kept up to date, they're useless. Exactly. No, And, and this, this all ties in. This all ties in. Um, with 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 uh, such such issues like business continuity, mm -hmm. you know, ongoing. Yes. Because, uh, as we said, if you're planning, if you're planning for for filling up the gap, for filling up your MREL requirements, it's not something where which you will do overnight. You need planning, and mm -hmm. you need two three years of of, of lead time yes. to plan to get to where you are. Um, you know, so 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 then the bank has to decide how shall I provide for MREL? Will it be just I, I, I issue capital, um, I retain own funds, I retain profits, I issue bonds on the market. So a lot of decisions to be taken by the bank. 
I mean, we are there to guide them. We are there to show them, you yes. know, where the gaps are. Um, we are there to help. And, and that is something I learned from my supervisory um, days, that mm -hmm. it is not an ascend them, but we are yeah. all on the same um, um, playing field, you know. So, so we are all operators um, on the same side of the fence. Mm -hmm. um, and that has been working wonderfully, actually, with, with the institutions. There's a good rapport with the, with the banks themselves, right. you know. Um, and and you can feel you can feel the discussions. They are always fruitful, you mm -hmm. know. No controversy. And one thing I can say is that um, even though Touchwood um, so far banks can appeal a resolution plan, mm -hmm. they have never done so. Okay. Why? Because there is always this constant engagement and explanation. Mm -hmm. It's from, not a surprise. It's not a shock. It's not a shock. You yeah. know. So 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 we explain what is facing the bank. Mm -hmm. Why? You know. And then obviously there are discussions as to how to solve those what issues. The next steps are. You know? Okay, very good. I think you've answered all my questions today. Is there anything else you'd like to add to, to sum up? Well, what I can say, um, that resolution basically is a phrase I like to use, is pushing the envelope. Okay. It's, it's something completely new. Always discovering something new, complex as it might be, but it's new. You know, mm -hmm. So that keeps it exciting. Um, so whoever, um, again, wants to join to join the MFSA in this particular venue, you know, vacancies are there, <laughs> vacancies are open. So <laughs> please give us a knock. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Aldo. And uh, thank you to our, our audience. We wish you a happy festive season. And you can find this podcast on the Finance Malta website, on the YouTube channel and all the podcast platforms. Thank you. <laughs>